Hey everybody, it's Kurt the Verb here, and this is Wrecked. Hello and welcome to Wrecked Podcast. I am Bunchu alongside my esteemed colleague and co-host Chamber. Chamber, how you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Um, actually, you know what? I'm a little a little sad uh, today. Uh, we got the news, or at least we got leaked news uh, over the weekend saying that they're going to be locking down uh, my part of Canada. I uh, did see that, yeah. S- starting on uh, basically midnight on Christmas Eve, so the 23rd evening. Basically, everybody's going to get the fuck in their house. So is uh, Santa still allowed to come or what? I think, I, I'm pretty sure I saw Fauci give him the the vaccine. He said he did. He, so there, or, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, thank you, uh, Anthony Fauci, <laughs> for saving Christmas. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> So I think Santa still still uh, is gonna is gonna make his visit. So, uh, but I had to make some some sad phone calls or upsetting phone calls to a lot of moms today. Um, was it fun? That yeah. stinks. Yeah, uh, that uh, it's that's twenty twenty for you, right? It's all right. Well, on a lighter note, we do have a fantastic guest with us today. We're actually, I mean, we're spanning the globe today, right? We are covering at least three countries, right? We got. We got the U.S. represented with me. We've got Canada represented with you, and we've got Crypto Burb with us today. Burb, where are you based out of? Oh, it's Poland. It's Warsaw capital. It's Central Europe. So there it's quite you go. far away, but I'm very happy to be connected. Yeah. Well, we very much appreciate you joining us. We're excited to have you, and like I said, we are spanning. Uh, we're spanning the globe today, and and including time zones. What? Uh, well, how far off are we on time zones today? What time is it by you? Uh, at my place, it's actually 7 p.m., 7 10. Okay, so, so we're six hours off. There you go. Yeah, it's nice. Hours off. But we are very excited to have you. So let's just get right into it. So, um, you know, when we have, it, it's funny, I when I started in crypto back in 2017, um, I was, I had the, glorious hope of becoming a fantastic and very profitable crypto trader uh having never traded anything in my life and i thought i was going to be you know king of the world uh so i took to crypto twitter and i found every trader that i could find anybody posting charts i could find and uh started following them and trying to learn from them and actually you were one of those first accounts that i i remember following um way back when when i was looking at first looking at charts so uh you've been been around the block on the on the crypto charting for a while so why don't you tell us um just a little bit on how you got started in crypto how you got started trading what your background is things like that yeah sure first of all that I'm surprised to be to be honest if you're saying that I was one of the charts that one of the charges that, that you, you were you were kind of like starting around but uh, well I'm happy nevertheless um, I'm I'm very happy though for a couple of reasons not only because of being you know on today's podcast with you guys but also of uh, 
of what the recent history you know has brought us to observe publicly right because the uh, all the all the sort of like ag- sort of like aggressive expansion for for all my all my brands for all my businesses provided you know that sort of like where about the crypto industry um, it was all sort of like pointed in time with uh, with the Bitcoin just reaching the autumn highs back then, right so for example uh, the main like the starting the starting point for me was before the major altcoin rallies back in March and April 2017 so right before uh, you know right before the massive the biggest massive rallies uh, of December um, you know and then there was this time um, I, I, I could remember you know how, how the prices uh, how the charts looked like for many altcoins that are not, not here today anymore right so, uh, like, <laughs> pour like, one out for all our dead whole coins <laughs> exactly right so you know what I'm saying there was like this data blocks for data bits data blocks stuff like that I cannot even remember that DTV right? <laughs> yes and uh, and it was like I, I can remember buying it the first time you know when I was not professional just kind of like busy with, with, with trading the crypto back then um, it was just a side thing like a side gig you know I was just getting started in there and I thought I can remember I could easily get like two, two X you know within a matter of a couple of days and all these on all the all those positions but at the same time this market was completely new to me you know I was uh, I was first of all not really much dealing with finance besides you know just getting to regular spot trading against the currencies um, like you know, for 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 the currency market, uh, I was I was still dealing with my uh, with my uh, main sort of like background of chemical technology, which is my first leading background. And then uh, I got my second masters, you know, with with the top school of economics in Poland, with the management sort of like in the management department, which was solely focused though on on the finance. So it's quite a complexity, you know, quite a variety, quite a range of, of the interests that I always had. And cryptocurrencies, you know, because of their volatility, of course, they attracted me as well to, to, be, to become a trader. And this volatility was, like, was fucking nuts, right? It could just pump, <laughs> like, 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 I don't know, or like 100%. So it was new because it could also dump 100% almost, right, in a, in a matter of a couple of days. So you could, you could expect, you know, just be... To be very profitable in the short term, but by not collecting profits, you could easily get wrecked with that. And that's how you know how my first touches looked like. Like, look like um, to be honest with uh, with crypto, right? So lots of wins, but then followed by lots of aggressive losses. And uh, I think that's that's a you know for that's what look that's how it looks like you know for for many new traders too, specifically to the crypto market. Uh, I'm not talking about other markets, you know, that are steadily trending, like like currencies or or commodities or every, or, or bonds. Not to mention, for that, of course. Uh, but crypto, yeah, it was it was just whooping up and down, crazy hundred percent ranges. Yeah, uh, I mean, we <laughs> those were the those were the wild wild west days. I feel like you get. Uh, 10x a day and then the next day it's down 30 40 percent right right chamber you remember all those good days yeah man i was there to i was there to buy up all those all-time highs on all those alts (laughs) it was terrific (laughs) so at least at least we know who that was (laughs) yeah it was all me it was all me chamber bought the top for sure and the first rallies now he's seasoned veteran you know uh, we've been seeing uh i've been seeing a lot of tweets lately since we have reached the all-time high 
that uh, I, f- I think all of us 2017 folks are now officially OGs. Is that is that correct? I think we've we've now been deemed OGs by the <laughs> the powers that be, right, Chamber? I mean, in my opinion, for anybody listening right now, if you bought the top in 2017 and you stuck around for three years and are now able to tweet some of those clout tweets, you are an absolute OG. Uh, you know, it, there was a lot of blood and there was a lot of dark times, man. Like 20, 2018, 2019 were rough. I mean, yeah, there was there was some opportunities to make money. Um, but man, it's uh, we're, we're back to where we were and, and beyond. So I, I think so. I think for anybody listening, if you've been around that long, you should consider yourself an OG. Yes, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. all right. We get the burb seal of approval on 2017 OGs. 100%. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, yeah, so then, you know, that's that's an awesome explanation on how you kind of got started into crypto and things like that. But um, so... You know, nowadays you are, you know, you have a very a large following. You've got very successful um, trading group and stuff going on. Talk a little bit about how that all started, what you guys do um, with all that and, and all the other, you know, kind of avenues that you take in crypto today. Yeah, most certainly. Um, you know, so uh, with all my, let's say, following you know, on Twitter, it's close, getting close to 120 followers, 1,000 followers, which is which is pretty good number. Wow, that's almost 120,000 more than I have. <laughs> I we think it's 118,000 yeah. more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> we are all slowly getting there, no worries. Uh, but yeah, you know, as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned, at least, you know, it's the largest crypto account in my country. Now, which is which is pretty fine, you know. Wow, if you, if you look that's at it cool. This way. Yeah. yeah. On another note, you know, because I'm located in Poland, as I said, I'm native, so uh, you would not really see, um, you used to not really see, you know, so much popularity of, of crypto because of the regulations and of the government approach. Uh, and in our government, you know, I, I think they, they still sort of like hold the same policy against cryptocurrencies because they, like some smaller countries like Malta, you know, like like Luxembourg or you know, that tend to become like like some uh, you know tax havens. They are very unique because and they are very typical to to, uh, to being uh, open to innovations to some extent, right? So whenever there is a new thing coming in, uh, those governments, those small you know just just parties, they would not really get frightened so much. They would instead get interested in that. They would get intrigued in a positive manner. And instead, well, what, I, what I get in Poland is they, at first, you know, they sort of like, uh, they put and post like so fucking big taxation on that because of complete lack of regulation. So uh, they were not, they were unable to sort of like classify that using our, our you know, low, low at the regulations at that time. And because of that, there was like, uh, there were many, many cases that uh, they were trying to sort of like, Tax it as as a, as a as a property to some extent, okay, and uh, you would have to you would have to pay tax on every single transaction back then, and they would charge you one percent on every single transaction you make, which is buy or sell, okay. So if you were so if you were trading with bot, that keeps you know the, to 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 ensure the profitability they would, the bot would make you know twenty thousand fucking trades a day, okay. You know mm-hmm. where I'm going already, and. So there were situations, there were situations like literal cases 
the guys who traded with uh, you know with the bots, okay, they, they started like with 10, 10 grand, let's say USD, okay, they were charged with one one point five million in taxes, although oh they were God. under the water. <laughs> Oh, okay. that's insane. <laughs> so, uh, so they lost all the money and they were left with the fucking big stacks up because of that. Okay. So that's not much improved ever since. Uh, like they, they took down, you know, the, this, this very, you know, just, uh, just, uh, low, let's say point, but, um, but the tendency is still very, you know, we are very close as Poland. We're very close as a country to, to, to innovations. Uh, which is very sad, of course, because banks already are using, you know, blockchain. Um, like it's, everybody knows that, you know, this, this, the centralized finance to an extent, not only with, with all the shit crazy, but, but also with, uh, with the overall, let's say again, direction for the, for the digital, you know, economies and everything that this is going to be the future, right? So you can either adapt to that or then adjust, uh, and those who adjust, you know, just like they win. Uh, or fight it till the end, and you're going to die anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, so uh, it, it's very sad to see that my country is not really developing so much. And I, again, this is not not, not anything official just yet. Uh, but I do have a lot of connections. I do have a lot of networking, you know, in Poland. And one of my one of my very good, very good colleagues, uh, one of my very good friends, and he's not part of my company, of course, but. He's managing uh, for the European part uh, the large one of the largest you know just this uh, financial service providers which is Eleven. I'm not sure if you know these, but they do the the uh, the contactless payments, and when you have the payment terminals with the with the credit card so you can tap on it uh, in Poland they would be like or in Europe they would be like you know 50% of the market at least. So it's quite a big part. Uh, it's uh, it's a you know subsidiary to U.S. Bank as well, which is one of the largest subsidiaries, to be honest. Uh, and you know he's got a lot of connections with with the government as well, with the you know just the, the, this this finance department, uh, the finance ministry. And there are some chances I, my help will be acknowledged to to bring some you know changes into the blockchain sphere in Poland. In some time. That would be awesome. I mean, that's pretty awesome. I mean, that's yeah. better than getting taxed one percent on uh, I know. <laughs> every transaction. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, look, I think uh, you know the. It's interesting your point where the countries that are. I think we're at a turning point where the countries that are accepting of this new technology and what it means to you know what the potential opportunities it could bring you know not only their own country but others and the and the world like the countries that are accepting of it like you said these these maltas and um really recognize the potential innovation and things that they're gonna find themselves in a a different scenario than maybe they've been in the in the past right where i mean u.s regulations are crap also i mean we mm -hmm. uh we are not very crypto friendly here um mm -hmm. and you know i think there's something to be said for those countries that are going to be 
uh, accepting of it quicker. And I mean, it's just like us, right, where we would consider ourselves pretty early adopters of, uh, you know, all of the digital asset space and things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it works the same way to the to the people who act quickly and adopt fast. They're going to see the spoils of it and, and the rest will be uh, unfortunately probably left behind. And I just hope that, uh, you know, some of our countries re- recognize that quicker. Right, Chamber? 100%. I think in Canada, we're, we're a little bit better, I would say, regulatory-wise than, than the U.S., but still not, you know, not to the level some of these other countries are. Um, you know, we have some good projects based out of Canada. But every time I turn around, I've said it before, uh, it seems like Canada, any, anybody in crypto in Canada is mostly scamming people. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's, it really goes against our tip, your typical Canadian, uh, you know, perception. Um, so yeah, it, you guys are just usually so nice, so yeah, nice. Yeah. But I, we, we're sneaking behind you now and uh, picking your pocket. Right now, you could be anonymous behind your keyboard. So you're, you're, you're just right now as we're speaking. You are just delivering the data to just all these fucking leaks for two ledger right now as we speak. <laughs> as we speak, yeah. And I'm and I'm suspiciously b- blaming it on ledger ledger okay. uh, status. Ledger status. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's. Uh, Let's talk about that because that's, uh, I think, pretty important uh, for what's going on right now. So, you know, obviously with trading and uh, being having coins on an exchange and stuff, you're no no uh, stranger to the potential pitfalls of security and being hacked and all that kind of stuff. You know, what are your thoughts on the latest uh, ledger hack and all of that kind of stuff? And any advice, you know, for for anybody maybe new um, that doesn't have their, you know, OPSEC secured, as you would say, um, going forward? What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's fucking terrible because... Uh the the main issue with ledger is i I am the ledger owner right uh to be honest i i actually um i actually planned you know to uh to to put up some stock you know to top up some some ledger uh wallet with uh with with bitcoin recently but i actually forgot the password and i didn't so it was lucky (laughs) Uh, yeah so um the main issue with ledger is that they keep sort of like having the same mistakes you know they, they keep having the same issues and the same matters, which just tells me that uh, for some reason, either they, that they're not really putting enough effort to fix things, you know, just once, once and for all. Uh, but instead, they choose to sort of like, you know, go with, with some shortened solutions that will just sort of like, you know, just not let the wound fully recover, right? right. And um, so it's terrible, you know, what I always do, I never store, you know, just all like holdings on, on one wallet only. I usually have it it's distributed you know, amongst like 10 wallets and mixed mixed with the exchanges. Uh, usually, you know, I don't I don't really recommend, of course, unless it's short term trading, uh, storing, you know, uh, the, the funds on the exchanges, uh, especially those that are sort of like new or not confirmed, you know, or not, not fully, let's say, regulated or so but at the same time i would be um at times you know i would i would be feeling at times like that i would feel actually more you know uh more okay and, and i would feel safer to store my, my my holdings let's say on binance right rather than fucking ledger because uh on binance at, at, at least you know as far as i'm concerned if there any breach you know just happens and you're sort of like robbed out of the money uh they can either you know like they did the other day 
but they can either so somehow reverse that, reverse engineer perhaps, and then just make the make the funds back on your account, or um, or at least you know they have some insurance, right? So they would they would probably get you. Uh, and it, as long as they have insurance and liquidity within the company, if they have the the right cash flows, they would be able to sort of like get you the cover your losses. As far as I'm concerned, I can be wrong, but it makes me feel just safer, you know, to store some some holdings on, on the exchange rather than uh, rather than well, to, definitely to an exchange like Binance, right? Like we're not yeah. talking some fly by night uh, exchange. <laughs> I think Binance exactly. has proven themselves as. Uh, you know, a decently safe place to have your your crypto. But I think the, um, you know, the sad part is, like you mentioned, where, you know, with crypto, you are responsible for uh, having your own, being your own bank, right? And storing it safely. And if the tools that are available to you to do so are not being properly maintained from a security standpoint, uh, then you're really at risk. And that's kind of, uh, that's kind of scary. What do you think, Chamber? Well, I, I think I mentioned it a couple of, a couple of episodes ago. Um, when that you know, yours when got I, robbed from your house. Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I did with my remaining holdings because I thought my ledger was compromised. Right. Turns out, turns out it was. <laughs> just, just not by the person that broke into my house. Right. Um, but when my ledger was compromised, or when I thought it was, I sent everything to Coinbase in kind of. In a, in a in the heat of the moment, knowing exactly what Burb said, there's insurance, it's reputable. I'm like, well, at least if whatever happens, there's insurance that that's covering me because I honestly didn't know what else to do with it. Um, is there the, the 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 most secure thing that I had was possibly not secure anymore. So what do you do? And and that's what I and that's what I felt. I felt the security. At least in the short term, was on a, on a very reputable exchange like a Binance, like a Coinbase. Yeah, interesting. But uh, yeah, what what else you got, Chamber? What else? What other questions do we want to ask? Burb? Well, you were talking, uh, Burb. You were talking about 2017 and how you oh, know yeah. things were going up, uh, you know, 100 percent an hour, uh, but things could also go down 100 yeah. percent an hour. Oh, yeah. um, did you did you like did you like what were some of the we like to hear some wreck stories here on the wreck podcast. Riggedy, riggedy, wreck, son. Can you can you let people feel a little bit better about themselves and maybe some of the bad decisions <laughs> they made uh, by yeah. telling us a uh, telling us a story of, of something that happened to you? Read, yeah. uh, read, make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah, basically me. Yeah. So listen, I mean, uh, there is actually you know to. You know, first of all, it's actually not as funny as it may seem, you know, from to, to, to the person when it happens, right? Uh, and then the people are usually, you know, just wise in the hindsight. But uh, there is actually this entire sort of like a channel, uh, this entire corner in my, in the nest, on actually on our Discord, but not only. Um, and by the way, there are more parts just awaken. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's the burb. Yeah, they make it loud though. <laughs> so, sorry about it. Um, you know, for, there's actually uh, a channel called Rec Confessions. You know, and I know that oh, confessing, awesome. <laughs> yeah, confessing. You know, uh, confessing some mistakes, confessing some big. You know, just uh, sort of like um, you know mismanagements. Let's say mm-hmm. uh, they usually need to be confessed. They usually need to be sort of like you know spoken out. Uh, it not only makes you feel better, but it also sort of like helps you. Uh, it, it helps you to to sort of like to have it resonate better with you, 
and at the same time helps you know just reward other people so i think there are so many so many general uh, you know just uh, positive things coming with 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 confessing the rects and uh, of course you know there were so many rec confessions that um, you know so many rec sort of like stories that i that i had the at the early days usually yeah, if you keep improving you know they would decrease over the time naturally uh you know the the occurrences and everything but back in the day um yeah, just just the first one that came to me actually came up came to my head i mean there was this uh, this monitor wallet you know it was breached the other day and i actually put in like when when ethereum was actually trading around the autumn highs i think uh, there was some icos going on you know i had some money for the ico about two eaters back then and it was worth about three thousand dollars or so so uh you know it was not really um like the, the life-changing money but you know it still hurts uh, when you when you sort of like get get you know get out of your three thousand dollars because of not your fault right and my only, I mean, it was actually my fault because I was holding that, uh, holding that money in there. Of course, you know, it was, it was like uh, with, with the, uh, with the private key and everything, you know, it was all written down with the seed phrase and everything and all. Now, but holding that for about a week instead of a couple of days, sorry, instead of like one, two days, I promised to myself that the moment I, I just send the funds in there, I would, um, I would take them, you know, just either put in the ICO or just take them out as soon as, like, as quick as possible. And instead, I, I simply forgot about it for about a week or two. And then I just pretty much refresh the page, you know, the other day to wake up to, to, to the news, to the information uh, with my account being Z right there, right? So I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, what's what, what's going on, right? And I tracked the, the hashes, I tracked the transactions, and it actually happened that this, this money was transfer perfectly to some other image address. So uh, I was hacked with them, literally, just to name it simply. Uh, I was pissed off as hell, you know, I was, I was super angry with myself. I was, uh, you know, I was just simply feeling that, you know, I was feeling tricked. But at the same time, you know, after some time, you either uh, you can you can choose to work on that to, you know, improve that as much as possible. But at the same time, you need to realize that we are in the highest fucking risk market ever, right? And uh, it may happen that, you know, you would have a lot of risk, not only for trading itself, but also for losing the funds. Like just when you walk in, you know, walk in a forest just with a bag full of cash, your risk of being robbed, you know, as well. So it's not only typical to crypto, but overall money movement, like when you move around with money, it always costs you risk. And, um, and it may happen that you get hacked, that your bank kind of like collapses, right? That that your 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 let's say stock that you invested in loses the liquidity and it's fucking like bankrupt, and so on and so forth. So any sort of like money movement comes with risk, and it's never free of risk, right? It's never ever ever free of risk. So it means that uh, whenever you interact with crypto, whenever you send funds, you know, I always personally triple check the address to it to what I send. Right, triple check the address not only with the with the you know the wallet but also with uh, like on the wallet that they need you to approve the the transaction first in the wallet, but also you know just literally read one by one letter by letter symbol by symbol, and then after I do that you know once or twice I I, I can send the funds especially if there are some bigger funds, but other than this, you know knowing that uh, you know that. Let's call this is this is a fat fingers, you know, for 
for sending <laughs> or for receiving, right? Uh, it did happen to me that there was some some quite nice quite nice money the other day uh, that was sent to the wrong address because I gave the wrong address, of course. Back in the early days, like that's so so fucking typical and obvious. Uh, my Cryptopia account was hacked. You know, I used to. Oh, oh I, mine was too at that time. <laughs> it's like so big. I mean, I used to have you know so much so so much of these beautiful shit coins that were pumping like crazy, and uh, I think I had about. I know there was this Bismuth, uh, Bismuth. I can't even remember the name, but this I remember, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, and and there, you know, I I used to have about one Bitcoin worth of shitcoins in there, so uh, you know, it hurts a bit. Although already, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fully sort of like you know just okay in my head on that, but it's still you know, <laughs> this Bitcoin could have been yours instead of some fucking scammers, and they would literally never return you back with that, right? On top of it, uh, on top of it, there was also this case that I was uh, collecting. That I was actually about to participate in the ICO for Elrond, um, for like this, you know, Elrond that, that was listed on Binance. And since the actual pre-sale price, you know, it made about 50x or something like that. And and there was this guy that I was doing doing the the pre-sale with, right? And uh, instead of kind of like directing the money himself as promised, he Send those all pooled money. He was managing that. He, was, he sent all the pooled money to to the crypto Brahma. Okay, and this was this fucking guy who literally ran away with two hundred thousand dollars of the entire pool, with the entire pool for the Elrond. And I put one Bitcoin in there as well. The Bitcoin was trading about four thousand dollars back then, right? So I could have made not only fifty Bitcoin on that uh, while he was trading at four thousand dollars. You know, it could it could actually be life changing money for many. Sure. Okay. And uh, you know, it, it it's actually the second anniversary in March, right? So we can we can almost throw a fucking party just to celebrate being yeah. fucking wrecked with that. Uh, you know, he was and the Brahma, you know, he was uh, he was not really feeling okay with being you know just messaged by us. You know, there was a guy who knew him. Uh, with you know. They, they, they sort of like managed a couple of precepts with him. And uh, what's really bothering, you know, that the guy that I sent the money to was, was also aware that this guy, this Brahma fucking dude was, you know, just responsible and uh, known for scamming people. Uh, so that's a strange story one, you know, itself. But, uh, you know, uh, he's he's living in India. Um, this guy, you know, this Brahma, uh, he never met the responsibility for that so far. Um, you know, there were multiple attempts or sort of like private investigations and everything, but nobody gives a fucking damn anymore because it's been two years already. So nobody believes to get it back. And uh, so there, yeah, there have been, you know, a lot of money just being buried in fucking ashes because of yeah. uh, because of mistakes, because of things that just happen, right? But that's, that's the way it is. I think uh, the moral of the story of so far of this episode is be safe with your crypto and uh, make sure you're trusting the tools and people that you have around your your funds because uh, you're the only one that's gonna right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that that's uh, we we always like to hear those stories because, like you said, um, for the with the you're, same you're vein of your, I know what you're saying. Yeah, with the same vein of your uh, or your wrecked confessions channel, uh, we like to give the people you know make them feel better about maybe some of the decisions that have happened uh, with them in the past as well. But 
we wouldn't be uh, we wouldn't be doing the people right if we didn't talk to the burb about the current state of the market. So um, obviously we've just surpassed all-time Bitcoin highs. Uh, Ethereum's back over six hundred dollars. Where do you kind of what's your feeling on the market currently based on everything you're seeing and all your experience? Where do you you know where do you see us right now? Yeah. Uh, fuck. It's a so it's so. It's slowly reaching to me, you know, with this information that we are passing them highs because, you know, I look at a chart and I see them 20, 24,000 and I'm just, okay, that's fine. But, but then, you, then you sort of like when you start thinking deeper about it, then you realize that you have been waiting for three fucking years to see what happened. And, right? And all of a sudden, it just goes like every time I just sit on that longer for longer and think about it, then I'm like, whoa, like, fuck, it really happened. Right, and uh, you know, I was—I uh, wanted to say I was lucky, but it was not actually luck. Like it's—it's it's not a luck when you when you when you keep the success, you know, going for 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 many chances. Let's say going in a in a row uh, for many you know cases. Uh, I mean, you can be lucky, you know, one one in a million, but you cannot be lucky one at time. After yeah, we've been at this for three years. I don't, you know, there's no luck involved, you know. Exactly, I mean? right? So, <laughs> so whenever just tell, whenever somebody tells you, oh, fuck you, you were lucky, you know, shut up. I mean, yeah, so, so, you know, I'm, I was, I wanted to say I was lucky, but I was not actually lucky. I was having the knowledge and, uh, and I was believing in my own sort of like predictions and forecasting. And last year, and back in October in Las Vegas, I was uh, I was hosting you know just this uh, this keynote speech on the on the on the stage, uh, in front of the audience you know of Charlie Schrems. Uh, there was a skull maker as well. There was the uh, there was Bagsy of course, and there were many many good people. And uh, back then on the stage in October when Bitcoin was trading around you know seven eight like seven eight hundred eighty hundred something like this. I was actually talking about the cyclicality effect of Bitcoin and how we were about to initiate another bull market. Uh, um, we did initiate bull market in uh, in 2018 in December with the bottoming out, you know, around 32, 3100. Uh, and since then, you know, many people would argue that you know the March crash, COVID, and everything that it was like the bull market canceled and it was like invalidated and everything. Uh, I consider that more of a deviation rather than uh, rather than the cancellation of bull market, right? Because after bear market, when there is an emerging asset, you know, and then you apply the technical analysis, which imposes large, you know, sort of like significance to the past behavior, and you see the cycles lasting in about three hours in three years for Bitcoin, you know, 2015 to 2017 or 18, uh, and similar cases go right now, right? So this entire cyclicality. Uh, I was putting very much uh, focus on that on the keynote stage uh, for you know what levels you could anticipate for uh, for what levels and if at all you could anticipate the new all-time highs and I could see you know just stand right there from the from the stage when I was speaking like people shaking their heads now actually you know the, like they they were they were no dude I mean you're fucking wrong like there's no way we reach all-time highs right uh, like it's impossible. And uh, and yeah, I think you know the the overall conclusion is that like of course I was right that during the stage you know it comes with the time right and you can be wrong you you can be wrong uh, let's say you can be short 
how, how we call that, you can be bullish or bearish, you know, at the same time, in fact, right? And all that matters, all the difference is the, the, is the time frame. Because you can be short and bearish and you can be long and bullish, right? And many people confuse that and never understands the difference. And mm, what's essential, what was very essential there was that uh, this entire, you know, just crash that happened in March, it was a large deviation over uh, the overall trend of, uh, of Bitcoin, of the long-term trend. I'm talking about the trend not lasting in a year or two, but about the trend that lasts since the very origins, right, since 2009. And um, this trend is, it just keeps growing. Right, Bitcoin keeps growing on average, and you can you can just apply that and see and observe MA two hundred, which is two hundred, you know, on the weekly, which is two hundred week average, and you can see grow uh, about you know in a matter of past three years, December to December, two thousand seventeen to twenty, uh, it would get you about seven x on average by just holding, right? And then how on earth is that possible that keep like people keep fucking losing blowing their accounts if it makes time seven for just holding that? Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, so how is it possible? How is it possible? Exactly. I know, right? And uh, you know, so so this comes to the right to the main conclusion that people would naturally choose to day trade because this is this is becoming an addiction. This is becoming a gambling and adrenaline involved, you know, and, and the dopamine and everything. Uh, and. At the same time, they, they feed you like this picture of a trader that sits, you know, in front of 10 fucking monitors being, you know, 24-7, glued into one-minute charts, playing, switching, you know, 100x leverage from buy to low to sell in a matter of a couple minutes. Uh, well, in fact, that's not how it looks in, for real, right? For Like, and that's what I always repeat, you know, to, to, to my members, to, to all the few hundred, like, actually 800 members right now for, for, the, for the exclusive members, for the next, which is the largest. Uh, largest number so far ever, and by the way, we're celebrating third third anniversary right now. Wow! In, uh, in the next couple of days. Congratulations! Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations! Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, there were, of course, many many obstacles. You know, many people uh, were assuming. Like, listen, ninety nine ninety nine percent of of the you know trade groups or or this 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 fucking like private groups or whatever are are literal scams. Like, they I've seen so many people just come. You know. Put in the money, uh, usually one-time fee, right? Instead of subscription, uh, and they would they would just literally like close the program chats and then just wipe it all out and then just never come back, right? I've seen it so many times that it just doesn't impress me anymore. And the main difference between the nest and and such, you know, just fucking larpers, is that since the very origins, since the 2017. Uh, I was having one and the very same mission and vision that I keep realizing and completing step by step. And many people, you know, disbelieved that. Many people thought I was, because of the stigma on the trade groups, on the trade groups, um, which is very, you know, well understandable. Um, the, nest, uh, the Nest was realizing and is realizing the very same mission and vision, you know. And uh, it's not only about uh, let, the, let's say the trade group. I, I even hate calling the other trade group. Uh, because the plan is to have a massive worldwide company, which is actually happening. You know, we, we keep growing 100% a year. Uh, as the, if we were a stock, our growth would be you know, just 100% a year on average. Uh, we're a startup and we're developing towards the 
very large platform, like a concierge platform for, for traders, for investors. That would not only include the educational platform, just educational sort of like just services, but also there would be a hedge fund, there would be, you know, just this uh, blockchain audits, there would be uh, blockchain validation, blockchain implementation, this tokenization. Uh, there would be chain of cafes and restaurants. I'm a musician myself as well, so there would be, you know, just chess clubs, pubs, uh, there would be merchandise, of course. You know, and so on and so forth. So very big plans uh, that are being realized step by step. Now I have 15 people, you know, just in the team, which are, you know, before I let anybody in the team, I always test them, you know, for about six months to see whether or not it's not only just to have good skills, but also have to be a good human. And after a lot of testing, you know, I take the best of the best and we just build something very big together. And the only the only thing uh, is the persistence and the time that is needed until people realize it's actually a huge thing. And uh, yeah, so so this is very different, you know. I never plan to let it just stay like a like trade group, right? It improves every single day and every single month uh, towards the, the, the plan and the mission and the vision. And um, more importantly, you know, more importantly is that it would be always about building the goodness. Like I myself, I myself, I know I always chose, uh, I always choose to sort of like deliver goodness rather than, than fucking bad evil stuff, right? There's so much hatred, so much toxicity on the planet already that I decided to at least try to be this, you know, this, this glimpse of hope, this, this shine, you know, shining light for, of, of, of hope for many people who are actually not seeing the hope anymore. And uh, I, because of my various, you know, just ways and, and the very variety of of the of things that I did in my life, you know, as I said, I keep repeating, I'm, I'm still a chemical technology master in the first place. Now, I see a lot of universal rules, you know, that work exactly the same as it worked for chemistry or physics, that they work perfectly the same, uh, the universal rules and the phenomenon, they happen in crypto and financial markets. So, and not many people will have the same understanding, you know, and I, I know this is definitely one of my strengths and this is something that would definitely let me help, uh, you know, just develop the company in the direction that I want. But this, uh, this all together uh, just makes it easier for many people to learn how to trade and not only by just, you know, living, actually it's against living the stereotype, you know, the stereotype, as I said, is seven days a week, 24 seven, you see it in front of the screen and everything. Uh, and what I do, what I do teach people about it while keeping growth on my end as well, uh, is that you never want to listen to media like they tell you, right? If the CN CNBC tells you they just, it, it's perfect time to buy Ripple, you get a fuck out of the Ripple right now. <laughs> I can remember. I can remember they're showing left ripple up right on the peak, you know, back in 2018. So uh, you know, and never reached this those levels back again. I, th I think we should. Uh, I think your new name should be Crypto Burb, the Christmas Star of Crypto, uh, <laughs> as the shining light on the hill. Uh, you you bring the shepherds to see you. Uh, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we get nice Christmas bags uh, this year. Oh, yeah. I, but that, so. I think that's what you should go with. I think the Christmas star of crypto. 
I like it. I, I think that's a good nickname. But uh, all right, so we got a couple minutes left here, Chamber. Where do we want to go with this? Do we want to do we want to get to uh, some fun and games here, or do we want to uh, ask a couple more questions? I think we should do some fun and games. All right, so fun and games. So we are, uh, you know, known for being one of the less serious podcasts around. So <laughs> we're gonna do we're gonna do a little fun and games with you here. And uh, I think Chamber's gonna. We've got a new app that we've been playing with, and nice. something we do on the show uh, very often are a couple would you rather's. Now we can do this the easy way, or we can do it the hard way. The choice is yours. So we're going uh, to we're going to go around the horn on some would you rather questions to to finish this thing up. So Chamber, you got our first one for us. I do. Uh, let's start off, uh, Burb. We'll start off with you. Um, would you rather? So you have to pick one of these. Okay, uh, you, you can't you can't not pick anything. So uh, would you rather <laughs> never be able to stop dancing or never be able to stop singing? Oh, bro, never 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 stop singing for sure. Never stop singing. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm um, just singing in men's choir. <laughs> oh, there really? you go. Okay. All right. Let's see, this is why we do this. We this, we, this uh, we wouldn't we like have to known. Give people an inside look at at uh, who our guests here, but I would also choose singing. I would also yeah, choose singing. I'm a hundred percent. That's a trifecta. That's I would a hundred percent. You'd just be like kind of like in a in an opera. You know, they kind of yeah. sing everything. Or anyway. like a musical. You know. Yeah. What I mean? Exactly. Your whole life would be a musical. And I, Which, I have the ability, I think, where I could keep rhyming everything in my life as well. So I, I would totally nail that. There were people that did though, right? Like Tupac or. or yeah. Right. Exactly. There you go. Um, Chamber. What, does this give a percentage? Uh, yes, it was actually forty-eight uh, percent uh, of the people chose singing, right. and fifty-two percent of the oh, people. Oh wow, we're in the minority. Chose, yeah. Okay. yeah, not many people can sing though. That's 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 that's, that's true. Very true. We now, have been called the many, songbirds of our countries. Yes, many people can. Many many people think they can sing. That, oh, that no, is I very don't. true. <laughs> have you ever met somebody that thought they could sing and was just an awful singer? Yes, and they tell you like all the time on how great they can sing, and then they they cannot. It, yes. It's audibly infuriating to do this. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I, I had uh, my my uh, my mom, one of my mom's old boyfriends. He was a big guitar player, and he would love to sing. And it's like nobody had the heart to tell him. Oh, like, you're like tone deaf, like just physically tone deaf. Like wasn't uh-huh. like couldn't couldn't hit a note to save his life. So, oh my god! All right. I got one for Bunch here. Uh, Bunchu, would you rather never be able to read a book again or never be able to watch TV again? Oof. Um, so <laughs> does reading a book, let, I'm just going to the rules judge here. Yeah. Would reading a book just imply reading anything? Like could I go on the internet and read an, uh, like a, a article to teach myself something? How, how are you? Yeah, I think, I think that's fine. I think we're talking more... You know, your works of fiction, your hardcovers. Your, yeah, I'm going to pass on reading, uh, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so TV it is. Yeah, I'll go on, t- I'll go on TV. Uh, I don't read a lot of books ever, you know, like an actual book. Any, but we've talked about this on the show. Books that I consume are usually audible, uh, like yeah. audio books and podcasts and things like that. So I can get, uh, I can get my fix there. I don't need to be, uh, you know, hitting up some Hemingway or Tolstoy. That's fair. And getting all those. Uh, I would have paper to cuts. imagine. I would have to imagine that would eliminate Audible as well. So like you wouldn't be able to listen. To okay, Audible. but that I can still do without it. I right. Can, I can do yeah. without it. Uh, what so, about you? 
Burb, Burb, what are you thinking? No TV or no books? Oh, no TV, man. I mean, I I know this is going to be boring what I say, but uh, I find really big volume books. Although I have so much fucking a problem with reading because I don't have time for that. Um, but I I actually you know moved to a new apartment. I on my I and my fiance we decided we would have no TV, just like this big you know just screen. Uh, this 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 uh, how called that like this portable screen this you know just rolls down. Yeah. Sure. And uh, yeah, and and we would just you know uh, instead play some you know PlayStation if it uh, <laughs> if it allows, right? Nice. So, uh, yeah. So no TV, no TV for sure. Okay. All right. So uh, yeah, the, 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 that that's the you know the majority of people would give up books. So seventy seventy three percent of people would give up books. Wow. That's <laughs> That's a lot of people. All right. Well, All right, Burb, Burb. I got another one for you, Burb. Um, one second. I don't like that one. <laughs> Sorry, it's giving me. Uh, let's see what we got here. Would you, ra- <laughs> would you rather so that, be able to... Con- would you rather be able to control... Uh, pardon me. Would you rather be able to control water or would you rather be able to control fire? Oh shit, that's big. Oh, um, fuck, that's hard question. I think, I think water because I could at least surf at times. You could surf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's that. a good point. Yeah, I like that. Um, oof, I don't know. I think I would rather control fire. What is the benefit of either one of these? I don't really know if there is one. My thought is if you can control, I would go water because the planet is like 80% water. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Good, that's you can a really control 80% of the planet. That's a really good point. I don't know if it's 80%. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm not right. a scientist. Uh, but it's a lot. It's a lot of water. Um, okay. That's a really so, good point. All right. What's the breakdown? It on was that a 50 50 split on that one. Wow. So pretty interesting. Tight. All right, one last one before we get out. All of right, here. I got one more for you bunch. Uh, let's go with <laughs> this one. I like this one. Would you rather have a shower in the morning or have a shower in the evening? Uh, I am a I'm a morning shower guy all the way. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm morning shower for sure. Like what about what about I, you? I view Barb? the shower. I view the shower as like. You get ready for your day. You know what I mean? Yep. But my wife's the opposite. She calls it washing off the day, and she'll oh, yeah. take a shower at night. I mean, she I takes would... a shower, but she'll she'll do both. But uh, you know, so I, I, I take the second one. I take the latter. I take the latter, man. I mean, you like the evening shower? Yeah, and, but but the evening, like my work, like balance sucks big time. Usual. I recently just you know went to bed for nine a.m fucking in the morning for working the entire night out so uh my work life balance sucks big time and it happens for me to take evening showers in the morning there there you go okay <laughs> <laughs> i like that what about you chamber uh you know what i've been uh, i've been off routine for so long i take like like 2 p.m showers now You're like taking i take lunch a half, showers like an afternoon shower and i feel like it gets me the morning and the evening uh all in I'm one i'm not quite sure that's how it works but i'll give it to you <laughs> so f- you're the morning people are, are 40 46 percent of wow. this poll so the majority of people now that doesn't the mean evening. they don't that just means they prefer yes mm-hmm. okay. correct interesting all, all right, right.
Well, that is going to do it for us. We just want to say thanks to Crypto Burb for joining us. We really do appreciate you giving us some time here today. Um, one more thing before we get out of here. Where can people find you? Uh, tell them about where they can find your group. Tell them where they can find you on Twitter. Likely they're already following you. Um, but just give the people where they can get at you and, and hit you up. Yeah, by all means. Uh, so let's look up for Bitcoin for you know 40000 for 50,000 bucks, because that's where I believe it's going. Because I didn't, I didn't mention the target back then, uh, like when I was supposed to answer the questions. I was going to what, what time period are we talking about there? Are we talking for, for like, next year or what? Like five days, five hours, five minutes from now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. At any time, joking. Bitcoin's ready to go. Fucking joking, yeah. But, but uh, you know, I'm very happy to have been on the podcast. Thank you guys for that. And, uh, you know, for those who are new, for those who want to improve, uh, you know, the trading, the trading knowledge, feel free to go ahead and follow me on Twitter, crypto underscore burp, crypto underscore burp. There are many fucking impersonators, so pick the right one. Um, feel free we'll, to visit. We'll, we'll make sure we have the right one in the show notes. Uh, yeah, so if anybody's listening, it. just and just make go sure make sure to go ahead optionally on the second account, which is at the burp nest, simply with the B instead of the like bird, but with the B. Uh, and then you have the website, which is, you know, you can also get seven days free knows what is going to charge you anything uh, for the exclusive access. So the bourbonist.com, a very nice website. So go ahead and find me all there and DM me a question if you have any. And I'm very happy to have you on our podcast. Awesome. Well, we have appreciated having you. So uh, that's going to do it for us. Any parting words, Chamber, before we get out of here? No. Merry Christmas, everybody. I know we can't say it anymore. Thank you, Libs. But we, no, didn't, we didn't even get into that today. I can't wait to. I can't wait till the next solo show. Well, where since I'm going we're going to eviscerate you publicly. I was going to say this might be the last show of the year, but we're in lockdown, so yeah, I'm I'm available. We'll uh, get one next week for yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we'll get one will roast me up like a, like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to do it for us. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever you celebrate, and don't forget, don't get wrecked. And that is financial advice. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You can help support us by giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and become a wrecked patron by signing up for a monthly tier on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com forward slash wrecked podcast. Don't get wrecked.